welcome back. Sometimes I get questions and we have conversations with colleagues about different topics related to online facilitation. And I just had a conversation with a colleague about evaluations. It was a great in-depth conversation, just kind of unpacking um, so many different elements about evaluation. Uh, she agreed to me using parts of we recorded just in case we said some brilliant things. And I have just clipped together some parts of that conversation to share with you. Um, so I hope that this is helpful to you. Some, some things to think about when we are evaluating the learning and training that we're providing. And, it, and evaluation is tricky too, because um, and I, you know, I'll probably end up doing a blog video um, about this too, because I just start writing down all the stuff uh, because I took a master of adult education as well. They're just packed with resources, but I first just kind of did a mind dump of what questions I would ask and all that kind of thing. So I can, um, if you have the time as well, I can yeah. ask you different questions and take sure. you through this, but there's risk with evaluation too. Um, and like, for example, a pre and post test, asking people how much they know about a topic or for, you know, and to measure how much more they learned. Sometimes people go into something thinking they know a lot more than they do. Then they find out there's so much more to learn. So the, the, the number, the, how much they know actually goes down. So that's why I mean by risk in the sense of we should be doing this, but we need to know the context of how we ask questions, what we're gathering, you know, actually they did learn a lot more and that was progress because now they know how much they don't know and that this is just the beginning of the journey. Um, so that's just one example of um, it has to be carefully crafted um, and there's a lot to think about and even the testing methods. So if someone's, you know, getting a certification course, um, I always recommend too, no matter what we're doing, even if it's a conference, what are the outcomes? What are we trying to get to? Whether it's behavior change, um, it might be, you know, that personal self-reflection, whatever it is, what is that end goal? How do we know we, they got there? How do we know as an instructor and how do they know that something moved to yeah. us? It's sometimes testing the test. Are we asking the right questions the right way that people understand we're not you know, like thinking back to school, how many questions and tests were to trick us? That is not assessing learning that, you know, like it's so right. questions I would ask is how for them too, even your client, how deep do they want to go? What kinds of outcomes are they looking for? What are the tangible, what difference would this make? What is it costing them um, not to have a change? And just to have that conversation, you're kind of building then that evaluation piece, really drawing what matters to them. Um, and you're the experts, so you know what, what difference it can make. Like it's not just checking a box um, right. as well. So what outcomes are they looking for? And then asking those questions, how will you or they as the people, you know, hiring you know that that difference has happened what would well, that yeah, look yeah. like yeah. really good concrete specific question um and i'll email you to like learning outcome statement uh as well and what are the different pieces of that but 
Yeah. It's breaking it down. And yes, they're looking for you to have this, you know, it all figured out, but I think part of it and, and, you know, when we get through these questions and stuff, you might have more of that tangible clarity too. That question is excellent. It's partly working with them to pull it out from them because it is hard. This is the hard stuff. It's easy to say, well, we can do this, this, and this. It's unpacking the problem. And that's actually where some of the, um, the gold is, is to really understand this and spend more time on the problem and the evaluation piece, not just the t- stuff in the middle. How are they going to apply the what they learned? Like okay. that might be a piece of some of those outcomes in the evaluation. How are they, you know, and I think what we miss sometimes is we evaluate it right away, which is good. But if there's a built-in evaluation piece, especially for what you're doing a month down the road or three months down the road, both um, to have a touch point, are they willing to measure that? Because that is where we also tend to think of evaluation as those concrete, okay, now we're going to have the evaluation piece, but as facilitators too, it's building in for ourselves, those touch points, those engagement pieces on you know, how are you feeling about this right now? Give me, you know, between one and five or give me um, a reaction thumbs up or is that a thumbs down? And those informal all the way along for even that they're still with you that were, it's not just for engagement, it's actually the touch points of, are they getting this? And, and if they're not for us to be flexible enough to, to stay with a topic a little bit longer, you know, like it's, it, we have to gauge for ourselves too, that may or may not work. We have to get through this content, this amount of stuff, that's part of the expectation. Um, but it might be slowing it down slightly to spend a little bit more time on one little thing. Uh, you know, so that's, it, it's those evaluation pieces for ourselves when we're running it. Yeah. And there's those, especially online too. Um, and I think we can make online really, you know, engaging. There are those times where we need to be comfortable too with the lack of participation in the sense of maybe it's working on the inside. I think part of it too, when we're evaluating stuff and, you know, it's like employees, especially working with employees, satisfaction surveys and things like that. Um, what are we doing with that? Um, and so some of it too, when, if people are coming to a, the training and they're wanting to come to it, they're invested, they are, you know, they're interested in the outcomes. That's totally different than having to go to uh, a training session. Um, and, you know, it's kind of a forced checkbox or whatever for even then the outcomes we can, can anticipate, but then also the evaluations, what we're going to get out of that also is going to be very different with that, that lens too, if they had to go or if they wanted to go um, as well. And then what are we, what are companies doing with those results? If they were dissatisfied or, um, you know, sometimes to keeping it super simple as to two stars and a wish for this, the session, especially a small one, what were two things that were bright spots for you um, that, or, or what's one thing that, that really was that um, light bulb moment uh, or, and what is something that you're for sure going to do? Um, and then sometimes too, to make it tangible, I even have at the end of a workshop to 
the these circles like how committed are you like are you this commit like on the outer circle or inner circle so those can all be evaluations too that if you move people at the beginning they're out here but then they move far farther and they don't have to get to the, the middle fact that they moved like we're sometimes we forget measuring in between those two spots not just that that end, you know, that everybody gets there, um, that, that so how many, what is, the, what is the question about how committed are you that, you know, to do something with what they learned. Okay. Um, so, um, so when I'm, uh, giving, providing workshops about increasing the engagement and, and connection with the participants, um, for the different tools and ideas that they've used, what's something that they want to use and how committed are they that they're going to do that? Not just interested, but that, you know, their next workshop, they're actually gonna put it into, into play. Um, so that's where the commitment, the commitment goes a long way uh, right. for, for any, especially behavior changes um, mm -hmm. as well. And then the wish, the wish, what they wish was part of it. What is something that's still, a, um, you know, something that they need to learn more about or explore more about, and that's helpful um, as well. And, and that's part of it too, is finding out like, what is that buy-in in the beginning? Like, what, what are they interested in here? What do they care about? What motivates them? Um, mm -hmm. As well as is, is a huge part of learning, because if the motivators aren't there, then the behavior change is even harder too. What is their why, basically? Uh, and that's where we evaluation is hard, and we have to be careful with it. Um, and it, you know, like my chiropractor asked me the other day, you know, well, where are you from one to five? I'm like, well, or one to ten. Well, for somebody else, it could be really high, but I have a high pain tolerance, so I have a hard time answering that question, right? right. And if it's the analytical minds that you're working with depending, you know, how they process information, how they approach things, how they communicate. Um, if it's very logical mind, we kind of need to think about that a little bit too, with the evaluation with, because they might overanalyze it too, right? right. Simple, clear, not tricky where it's hard to understand. Um, and so sometimes it's changing that evaluation piece where we need to evaluate the evaluate you know, question of that wasn't clear enough or people are understanding that differently um, than how I mean it. Um, so it's an ongoing thing in that sense for when we're creating evaluation tools. So for what I use, I mean, sometimes it's um, super, you know, simple, like online survey, I give them a link and give them, you know, I share the timer with or without music, depending on if that's an auditory thing that's just gonna annoy them or distract them uh, for, for the group and have them fill it out before we finish so that I'm not, okay, I hope they do it um, and get to it. Um, find, then you get more results a lot of times. Then, or depending on the questions, it might not work for what you're doing where you want them to go away and think about it a little bit. But it, where's the motivator and why for them to even complete the evaluation piece is, is part of it too. So our results, are we getting enough? Like sometimes we only get the complainers, 
that um, or the people that are invested in, they really liked it and really want to support this program or the people that really don't want to be there. And we're not capturing the people in the middle for what difference did it make? Um, so sometimes or part of it, you know, is right there, you know, the, the two stars and a wish or something right there before the end. And then if you're wanting to measure something more concrete, but are they invested in the evaluation too? Like if we are running out a program and we're wanting someone else to repeat what we have, like the train the trainer, then I'm also wanting to evaluate their instructor ability and how yeah, comfortable so. they make people feel. So that's a different kind of evaluation. I don't <laughs> want to do any evaluations ever again, you know, because it, it's not super easy. A lot of people like the two stars and a wish and the participants like that too. Like it's, so it's keeping it simple. So it's how far, how deep we want to go, what we're evaluating. And then another piece that I like to evaluate a lot of times because of the content and focus that I have is evaluating the experience. And that would relate in yours too, for maybe their experience in the workplace. Like when I was part of a program and we were um, helping evaluate, this was years ago in, in other roles in my life, um, we're evaluating uh, if hospitals were senior friendly. So the types of questions we were asking, you know, like, did they get offered to go to the bathroom to, to get, have water to, you know, all of these different things. So it's looking at your environment context or the workplace of what are those outcomes? And then what are the questions we can ask to gather that data um, for, you know, experience, how they feel, do they feel respected and valued welcome to participate, uh, feel supported with the technology and opportunities, open for questions um, and space to think too. Um, so those kinds of things are relevant to what I'm trying to foster. But if you think of for some of those are relevant in your context and there might be other things that get triggered um, as well of, of good, important questions that we should be asking. And sometimes we need to ask the group, what are the important questions we should be asking? <laughs> and, uh, you know, so part of that beginning stuff, that pre stuff is gathering some of that as well. So you might be asking some open-ended, see what comes up, up um, like there's value in that too, of not being too restricted but you're right. A lot of you might not get what you're needing. So if you have room for that, sometimes we need to have that open-ended, see what we discover, but also some very specific concrete questions that are partly related to those outcomes you're looking for and that your client's looking for too. And that's where, and it's great that you're, you're diving into this because this is the hard part. <laughs> sometimes it's the hardest part. Um, and some people don't find evaluation hard, like they love it, but, um, but I think asking the, that's part of the process is asking those questions and digging a little bit deeper. And then it's the type of evaluations when you've come down to what are you going to measure and how, it's how you're going to measure that. Like, is it a poll? Is it a fill, fill in the blank open-ended? Cause certainly the pick from the, you know, like the, the easy evaluations is the knowledge base, you know, this word, what is the right definition of this word is a lot of time. And so it, that's where it is hard work to kind of whittle down 
what can we actually measure and how can we measure it? Can you, yeah, their own growth, growth, how many people have moved? It's not right. that they all got to the same place. The evaluation results go to you. You can also do it with, um, cause I've done a lot of this in the past too, with non-identifying. So each person has a particular number code, like you tell them put, you know, don't give me your pin number. And then everybody laughs. But, um, but it could be the last four numbers of whatever, like, but that they remember that not four numbers, um, that they don't randomly, they probably won't pick the same four numbers, each of them. If it's, for example, last four numbers of their home phone number that they used to have when they grew up, grew up. Right. And if they put that at the bottom of every test, you can compare that from each other and you don't know the name. So that's one way to do it. So the beginning question might be, what is your code, you know, that you're, you know, and then that, so then you can pull out that you're able to filter out all the ones with that code and compare and see the progress. Yeah. And there might be something out there right? Yeah. That, that you don't have to create or come up with these questions that someone else has spent a lot of time and energy to come up with, you know, and it might be worth whether you purchase whatever, or you... thanks for listening, watching, or reading this. My name is Patricia Regeer from Regeer Educational Services, and I hope that you have some light bulb learning moments and that you're able to facilitate engaging experiences for your audience so you can turn them into participants. Thanks again.